0: Sometimes a song just makes you want to jump out of your skin, right? Y'all feel that? If you don't, you don't love music the way I love music. And you don't appreciate the great musicians that we have around here as well as they could be appreciated. Because I'm telling you, Brother Mitch and Praise Team, uh, whenever we get to that second bridge where, um, where we talk about uh, then came the morning... Uh, Your buried body began to breathe. And out of the darkness, the roaring lion claimed (laughs) Uh, or or made the pronouncement, the grave has no claim on me. That's whenever I feel like my bones might just explode. out of, And I wish I could do that as a party trick. I just can't. I read this Friday night, and I felt like it was necessary again this morning. Some of y'all weren't here on Friday, interestingly. Enough. But um, Friday is what we call Good Friday. And it's the Friday that we remember that Jesus laid down his life. Why did he lay down his life? He died unjustly so that everyone who faces injustices could know that God is with them. You are subject to a just judge. He died suffering so that everyone who suffers could know that God is with them. You are not abandoned. He died enduring temptation so that everyone who is tempted could know that God is with them. You are not powerless. He died alongside sinners so that every sinner could know that God is with them. You are not beyond mercy. He died abandoned by friends so that the abandoned could know that God is with them. You are not alone. He died shamefully so the ashamed could know that God is with them. You are not identified by your shame. He died the death of a slave so that slaves could know that God is with them. They are not forgotten. He died sacrificially so that those who sacrificed could know that God is with them. You are not giving anything away in vain. He died obediently so that those who are obedient could know God is with them. You are due to Your reward. We hear you, girl. We hear you. Jade Hadley. She's like, Remember whenever you sent the email before I had told my parents? I'm getting you back today. Easter Sunday. Thanks, Jade. All right. We love you, Shayla. He died as an act of faith. So that the faithful could know that God is with them. We are called to such acts of faith. Where do you find yourself in that list? You ashamed? You alone? you suffering? Are you a sinner? Are you tempted? Maybe conversely, you are striving to be faithful. Sacrificial. Obedient. Jesus is with you. His Spirit is upon you. For those of you who receive His Spirit, or He's he's inviting you to receive His Spirit. Just do this. I'm just going to give you all a moment to bow, to reflect what we've sung, what we've said. And I'm going to pray for us. <clears throat> Lord God, I love you. And I thank you for who you are. I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for the excitement of this day. For the hope of this day. For the joy of this day. And again, Lord, my prayer is that none of our excitement, hope, or joy is vain. I I pray, too, that none of it's manufactured. But I pray that all these things come flowing from us as we truly, truly marvel at what you've done. What your Son has done. What gift you have bestowed us in your Son and through his resurrection and giving us your Spirit, Lord. God, I pray, and I just ask that you would meet with us today. Attend to us today. I pray these things in Christ's mighty resurrected name. Amen. Um, <clears throat> do y'all like to, I, I always find myself, I, I, I make associations for things like um certain um certain music is associated with a a, a certain way that I'm going to feel, you know. And so if I'm feeling kind of melancholy, I'm going to go to certain songs and 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 really I'm just I I like to find new music all the time. I like to discover old music that I didn't know uh was out there um all the time, but but uh but 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 typically if I'm if I'm in certain moods, you know, I I have like Certain playlists that are always there—they're always kind of uh, on on ready and on order. I would say, um, you know, if I wanted some pump me up music, uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, uh, Manchester Orchestra—they can actually Manchester Orchestra. If y'all don't know them, they can hit you in all the fills. All right, they can hit you just everywhere across. The board. Um, they probably are the greatest band that's ever been out there. And a lot of people are sleeping on them. So don't sleep on them. They are amazing. Um, uh, but, uh, but if I want some music to get me going, like there's a song, it's uh, called The River by Manchester Orchestra. And it's, it's actually kind of a take off of my favorite hymn, which is Come Now, Fount of Every Blessing. And, uh, and it's one of those songs that can just kind of like be re- reviving. as it were, and get me going and get me motivated, get me pumped up. Do y'all have music like that? y'all have uh, maybe, uh, I don't know if y'all are big readers, maybe some of y'all have some poetry that y'all go to. Um, The one poem that I know in my life, and it's the best poem that I think I could have ever found, is If by Rudyard Kipling. Are y'all familiar with If by Rudyard Kipling? If you are not, I promise you, it's a a really uh, powerful poem. And I don't know any others so that's that's all I can tell you by way of that um, you know some um, some 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 people like to retreat to stories and, and things of that nature but 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 I, I find like I, I I make these associations with uh, a feeling in certain music, and for me it's usually music um, and, uh, and, and, and 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 i and I think about that today because whenever i have always thought about Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53. The end of Isaiah 52, what we read this morning in Isaiah 53. I always think of, like associate it with Jesus' death, with crucifixion. And if you aren't familiar with Isaiah 53, um, I'll I'll read some of the the, the things that make it, just highlight the, the death aspect of it. Uh, Verse 3 says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4 says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Verse 7, he was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. He was cut off out of the land of the living. He was stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Y'all see why I would associate this with crucifixion. It talks a lot about Jesus's. crucifixion. Death. It was only in my study a few weeks ago, and I mentioned this last week. Uh, I believe it, was, but it was only in my in my study a few weeks ago that I started paying attention. I was like, "Wait, this isn't a crucifixion passage at all. It's a resurrection passage." See, so see what we read this morning in verse or chapter fifty-two, verse thirteen. It's kind of the prologue to chapter fifty-three, and it, 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 and it's the Lord talking there. And Yahweh, the God of Israel, he speaks and he says, look, look at my servant. He shall deal prudently and guess what's going to happen to him? He will be exalted and he will be extolled. And and this language is the language of kings. It's not just like, hey, he's going to be praised and, and lifted up and his friends are going to say, for he's a jolly good fellow. No. It's not people that Like him, that are going to praise him, raise him up on high. No, as many people as were astonished, and why were they astonished? Again, chapter verse fourteen. It it tells us his 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 appearance was so marred, more than any other person, and his form, more than the sons of men. He he got beat up. He got tortured. And and whenever they're talking about him getting beat up and tortured, we shouldn't just think about physical pain. We should think about the emotional situation that goes on with that. And and we could think about people who are looking from the outside in. They would be going like, hey, somebody who gets taken advantage of like that. They're not tough. They're weak. Right? What kind of king gets not only killed, but look, he didn't get killed in battle valiantly. This wasn't William Wallace. Freedom! That's a powerful narrative. It's a powerful tale, but but that tells about somebody who is aggressively and violently fighting to rescue his people from oppression, and Jesus comes along, and he says, I'm going to rescue you from oppression, but he doesn't go and fight the powers that be. The powers that be trample him. You and I would probably think Jesus was a little timid. A little yellow for those folks who were fans of country western movies, Yellow Belly, a Little Tenderfoot. Everybody was astonished that this one would be exalted. As many as were astonished at thee, here's what it says, so shall he sprinkle many nations. This has language of like Moses sprinkling the blood of the covenant over the people at Sinai. And what it is, it's like purifying language. It's consecrating language. It's, It's saying you're devoted now to Yahweh. And to Yahweh's king, Jesus. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. Speechless, stopped, dumb-toned. I don't have anything to say. I don't have an answer for what I just saw. I cannot explain it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Here's the interesting thing. Whenever it says that which wasn't told to them, they will... um, and they, they will uh, see, and that which they didn't hear, they shall now think about. It's, it's, the interesting thing is, when Jesus was here, Jesus said, Hey, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. So it's not that nothing had ever been told them that this was going to happen. It's, it didn't square up with them. They didn't have ears to hear because what he was saying didn't fit their narrative. So, getting back to my point, this prologue is telling us what happens after the crucifixion. What happens after being despised and rejected? What happens after is he's exalted. What happens after is resurrection. But the interesting thing about this is, 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 is you cannot get to the resurrection. And you can't celebrate the resurrection without the crucifixion. So Isaiah 53, you get, you get into it. The prologue says, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, he's going to be exalted. He's going to be lifted up on high. He's going to be King and he's going to purify. He is going to have the ability to purify everyone. But let me tell you what happens first. And if you pay attention to everything that you read in Isaiah 53, it's, it's past tense. This was the case. This was the case. This was the case. Because, because Isaiah 53 is really written from this future tense place, looking back at saying, he has been raised, he is king of kings, he is lord of lords, but this is what we thought then, before that. And before he was raised, before he was king of kings and lord of lords, before he was not only revealed to be who he in truth is, he didn't fit the narrative. So let me ask you this question. Is he your hero today? Is he your savior, your liberating king? The sovereign authority over your life. Think about if he wasn't. If he wasn't your king. Would forgiveness make sense? And I'm not talking about that kind of forgiveness where like, you know, I said that thing the other day and I really, I hurt your feelings. I'm talking about like deep, deep forgiveness. I'm talking about like, I, well, let's just think Jesus was on the cross. He was spit upon, his beard was plucked out people were mocking him and he said, Father, forgive them. So whenever I'm talking about forgiveness, I'm talking about those things that you don't want to forgive. Those injustices and those heartaches and those wrongs committed that should have never been committed. Does that fit your narrative of how God wants you to deal with it? Or in your narrative, does God say, yeah, go get them, kill (laughs) them? Let's think about neighborliness hospitality and generosity to people who are not like you. And let's just go down the list. What do you mean by not like me? I mean, I'm, I'm nice to a lot of people. All right, so, 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 so is, is it they're not like you because they're not from your nation, not like you? Some people, is it not like you because they're not of your race, not like you? So, some, uh, What I've seen, uh, y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, but over this last year, I've seen it probably more strongly than ever. Or is it because they're not part of your political party not like you? Your ideology not like you? Is it because they don't herald the American flag as the end-all be-all like, not like you? Is it because they don't have the same amount of money Not like you? I mean, if we used to, we used to hear just be like, you know, is it because they're not reading the King James version, not like you, but you know, what's interesting. Once you get past those superficial issues, you find that there's deeper issues there. I can promise you in the story of the Good Samaritan, all those things that we just listed, the Good Samaritan, quote-unquote Good Samaritan, right? Uh, Which even that, that's kind of like the fact that you have to say, there was one good one of them, you know, the Samaritans, that's a group. But I know know some good Samaritans. Y'all get what I'm saying there? The fact that you have to qualify that, it's like, huh, that's bigoted right there, that's interesting. But I would just say that that man who was a neighbor to the man who got beat up and left for dead on the side of the road, that man probably checked off every box that I just listed and different from that guy. All right. I'm going here. And we could just keep going, but y'all know I'm trying to be a good pastor on Easter Sunday. I know we have an egg hunt later. And I know all you parents are really looking forward to your kids getting a lot of candy. So, so what? what's the deal here? What we're talking about here is... Jesus, Like the resurrection proves that Jesus is king and his way of becoming king, his way that didn't fit the narrative in, in their minds and probably doesn't fit the narrative in our minds, is the way. And what was his way? To lay down his life. His way was sacrifice. His way was crucifixion. His way was being looked at and and, and people going, you're not being strong enough here. You can't let them, you can't forgive them for that. You, You just let people walk all over you. Looking weak and timid that way. His, his way was uh, you know hospitable and generous to people who weren't hospitable and generous to him, people who not, like, he gave to people who, who would take more than what he gave. We, 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 we can't give them whoever them is, too much stuff they'll just take advantage of it, just like they took advantage of Jesus. Now, all of these things that I'm talking about, like hospitality, generosity, neighborliness, uh, forgiveness. And, 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 oh, you know, we've been talking about the other. I, I, I probably should stop for a second. I should think about, like, let's, let's not get so proud of ourselves. Like, we're really good. Uh, <laughs> like we're really good towards people who are in our own homes. You know, like, like oh, no, I'm really hospitable and generous and forgiving of, of people who I love who I like, who share my house with me. Doesn't it seem a little arrogant to think that like, oh, all we have to do is focus on people who are different from us whenever actually in your own house, you struggle with these things? I mean, I don't know about you, but yesterday I was struggling. My wife had asked me to do a list of things on top of get our boys ready together. And the whole time I was sitting there having to go, okay, Macaulay, this is for our friend, and this is a sacrifice, and do it with a good heart. And guess what? I failed big time. I got real mad. I, I was, I, I, and it came out like this. I got real mad, real frustrated. I was, um, I was uh, trying to get a, a car seat out of uh, the car, and if you've ever installed a car seat or taken out a car seat, you know that, like, engineers were just like, <laughs> You want to see people lose their mind? This is going to do it. Like, you, This is why they tell you not to shake babies right here is because of getting a car seat out. But uh, I was sitting there, and I was trying to get it out, and I couldn't. And I just went, and just punched the middle of the car seat. Listen, girl, I'm surprised I didn't break that thing because these guns. But um, <laughs> Kathy, nope. Uh, I was embarrassed immediately that I had done that. And then, listen, we get to, we were going to the beach. We were celebrating our friend's birthday, and, and it was a surprise. And so we get there, and, um, and, and another friend's wife comes up to me, and she goes, hey, uh, I, I need to set up the table. And I go, I, I don't have a table. And I was like, it was one of those things where it was like, I could have been perceived as I'm mad at her for asking me for a table, or, or I'm just overwhelmed and exasperated. And it was so funny, because she just goes, oh, oh no, it's, it's okay. And she just hugged me. <laughs> like she knew exactly, like, this guy just uh, is overwhelmed. And, um, and here's the deal. I told my friend uh, who I was writing with, I said, I'm in a bad mood. I'm struggling with just being selfish and a jerk. And he said, yeah, what do you need to do? I said, I need to get over myself. And he said, how are you going to do that? I said, I don't know. But I do know that it's a choice that I need to make in the spirit. Now see, I told you all that, so now I feel really better about myself. <laughs> right, now all that was just, it was like, thanks God. I needed that to happen so I could have a good illustration on Easter. Just joking. So all that to say is this, we, we get really proud of ourselves when we act like, well, I, I, people only do that to people who are different from them. No, we do it to the people who are the closest to us, the people that we love. We're not patient with friends. Sometimes we're not sacrificial with our time and our energy and our resources with our friends our family, in our church family. Uh, In the church world, I mean, it's like we've all justified well, I'm a Baptist and they're Lutherans so we can't do that stuff together. Stupid. Just dumb and heartbreaking to God. So, this morning I simply wanted us to be reminded. Well first, I wanted us to make a better association with Isaiah 53. If you were like me and you associated it with crucifixion, I wanted you to know it's a resurrection passage. But, 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 but the thing about resurrection is you can't get there without crucifixion. So anytime you talk about resurrection, you're always going to have to talk about crucifixion. And this is what I know is that Jesus has offered us and He's promised promised us new life in Him. And if we want that new life in Him, the way is always through death. Willing, obedient, sacrificial death. Some of us, for the very first time, coming to Jesus, what you have to do is say, like, listen. I've been, I've been operating under my whatever, some other philosophy, some other religious ideology. So something else has been dominating my life. Maybe I've just been lord of my own life and I've been trying to figure it out myself and I've just told everybody, hey, I think it, so it's right, right? And so it's like whatever you have to, you have to die to this, to this whatever's have authority and leadership and guidance in your life. And we could sum it up and we could say, well, it's all sin. Well, 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 what do you mean by that? You know, let's be a little specific. I mean, some of, some of us are, are ruled by like, hey, ambition and greed and and, and, and and various other sorts of things. And really the fact of the matter is what we find out is like all the other cultures that have been in this world outside of Judaism and um, Islam's a monotheistic culture and Christianity's monotheistic culture. Every other culture is polytheistic. So you probably didn't have one God. You probably have a bunch of gods. A bunch of ideologies and philosophies that you are, that you have let dominate you. And and really, here's the beautiful thing is God in his love and his mercy, he's probably not going to reveal all the the idols that you have. He's probably just going to point out one, like one predominant one. And he's just going to go, hey, you need to be free of that. And then as you walk down the road a little bit more, you'll find out like, hey, that wasn't the only God that was ruling over my life. That wasn't the only, the, the only sovereign authority that was in my life. So anyways, if you come to the Lord, it might just be that first step that you are saying, you're right. going, Jesus is Lord and I want to surrender to him. And I know that he's going to give me life, but I also know that the way to get the life that he has, the resurrection that he has available to me, is, 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 is it's always going to require crucifying. My flesh. Paul said it this way. I I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives within me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I die. Jesus is alive by his spirit in me. And the the way that I walk and the way that I live each and every day is in this cruciform way. And to my brothers and my sisters, we're celebrating resurrection today. And you know that the way to resurrection, to newness, to life, is always through willing, obedient sacrifice. Which might not look like willing, obedient sacrifice all the time. It might feel like people taking advantage of me spitting on me, plucking out my beard, shaming me. And the summons, the call, the invitation, the declaration, the instruction, the proclamation is we will not get to resurrection until we crucify some things. You will not raise up love in your heart until you crucify hate. You will not raise up forgiveness if you don't crucify some bitterness and resentment. You will not raise up comfort if you don't crucify martyrdom, victimhood. You won't crucify tribalism, racism, bigotry, classism, sexism, hate for the other-ism, till you raise up neighborliness. So, uh, Hold on, let me do this one too. You won't raise up patience with your children and your spouse and your friends until you crucify self-righteousness, hastiness, um, perfectionism, See the Spirit speaking, right? I didn't say that. He did, right? So, here's the deal what needs to be crucified and what needs to be raised up? I can promise you, you probably don't feel very comfortable with what needs to be crucified. If you do, it's not probably crucifixion that is taking place. Jesus, before he was crucified, said, Father, is there any other way? And if Jesus could say that about that, then what that tells us is that you probably shouldn't go, well, this, this, this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to feel great. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. It's going to be all the things that it was to Jesus. But what you're trusting is not that it's going to hurt and be painful and shameful and remorse. What you're trusting is that newness new life will spring forth in its place. You're trusting, just like God said, hey, my son's going to be like maligned, despised, condemned. The people are going to go, we thought terrible things about him. That was their testimony. And now we're all like, like our mouths are open. He said, it's going to be the same way that you feel about whatever I'm calling you to. It's going to be uncomfortable. You might hate it. You might go, God, why would you do this to me? And you know what? God can take you saying, God, why would you ask this of me? Why would you ask me to forgive them? To love them? To be patient with them? And he's going to go, because they're your kids. And that's only half a joke, right? (laughs) So, what's he calling you to crucify? What does he want to be raised up in its place? I can tell you this. Today is... That's the call, but it's the call each and every day. It's the call each and every day. You don't get to the paisleys and the pastels without the blood. And with that, I say amen. Let's go to the Lord right now. I'm going to invite Brother Mitch to come here and play a little bit while y'all are there and you think a little bit. And I hope it's not just you thinking. I hope it's you talking to God about what God is talking to you about. Some of you you are being invited to trust Jesus, that He is. Sovereign authority, that his way is the way. And you're going, I, I just don't understand how his way is the way. But but before this, but, but, but God said, no, no, his way is the way. And, and you're being invited to that. And I would just ask, like, if, with, if everybody keeps their head bowed, their eyes closed, and, and if anybody goes like, hey, I feel like I'm being invited to trust Jesus, here's what I want you to do. And I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to call you up. I just want you to simply do this. I want you to lift up your hand or, or look at me. And, and, and what I'll do is I'll make a note of that, and then we'll talk later. All right? But if any of you are being invited to, to trust, to follow Jesus, to surrender your life to Jesus, to be rescued and saved by Jesus, would you just like look at me? Is there anybody like that here today? You would just raise your hand. You would look at me. And if, I, and if you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and, you're, and that's not why you're looking at me, let me know that too. All right. Now, the rest of you, here's what I would invite you to do. By your testimony, you're saying, I do trust Jesus. I do follow Jesus. He is mine. So ask him, okay, I heard the message. What, what, what's the thing that you're calling me to crucify? And like I said, God's patient with us. He's slow with us. So he probably don't think that a water hose is going to open up because one thing is going to be enough. I promise you. and whatever he's calling you to crucify might you make a committed prayer to him still praying continue to pray but uh let me give you this encouragement this exhortation whatever the lord is calling you to crucify to lay down so that new life can spring up here's what i would encourage you to do is you need to tell somebody what that is maybe your spouse maybe your parent trusted friend uh we aren't called to do this stuff alone Jesus was the only one who had to bear his cross alone. We aren't called to do that. So um, I just want to encourage you, uh, share this with somebody else. So that they can pray with you, so that they can encourage you and, and help equip you on the way. Lord, I love you. I thank you for who you are. You are good and your mercy endures forever. And Lord, you've shown us that the way to life is always through death. And so Lord, I pray and I ask that you would be with us because we should be honest with the fact that death is not very appealing to us. Sacrifice isn't comfortable being a thought negatively about uh, being hurt physically and or emotionally. Um, being challenged, Lord. Lord, all these things, we, we don't want to have to face those things. And so, God, I pray and I ask that you would equip us with your spirit, just as you equip Jesus, spirit, to live lives that follow the way of Jesus. And that we will experience new life and this life, until we experience our great hope of resurrection when that trump sounds, Lord. God, I pray and I ask that you would be with us, keep us, and Lord, might we be true, true, true testimonies of your gospel. I pray these things in the mighty, resurrected name of Jesus. And everybody said with me amen. Well, we made it, y'all. We made it through an Easter service today, and I'm so glad that y'all are with us. I kind of feel like we should just sing a song, but I don't know that we have uh, one queued up, Brother Mitch. Uh, I don't know why I feel that way, um, but he's saying no. That's what that face oh, no, just no, told no, me. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just want us to sing, maybe just "Amazing Grace." How sweet the sound! Saved a wretch like me. Know the word yeah, I don't even think we need the words up there. And I don't think—I mean, JT, you accompany him. I'll get on the drums. All right, here we go. No, I'm just checking. I just feel like it's a good way for us to leave, my brothers and my sisters. This is the amazing grace—is that Jesus laid down His life for us? So, y'all, stand with me. We'll sing the song. We'll be dismissed. Uh, Remember, we're going to meet for the egg hunt right out in the grassy area uh, by the fellowship area. Let's sing it. Uh